All right, all right, all right. <laughs> a bit of a stuttered start, but here we are in the first ever Wakelet podcast coming directly from Manchester in the United Kingdom. Uh, Michael here from the Wakelet team. I'm very excited about this, and I am joined by um, colleagues, peers, friends um, from the Wakelet team. Family, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just like to do a quick intro to, to those of us who are here. Uh, Amy, how are you doing? Hello, I can't be your intro. <laughs> we love it every time. <laughs> but yes, I'm Amy. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Um, we've, you know, just started doing these class, which we're really excited about. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Absolutely. Hey Sam, how are things with you? Never been better. Love this podcast. Love being here. Great. And Misbah, how I'm, are you doing today? I'm good. I'm tr- I, as soon as we hit start, I immediately feel the need to clear my throat, like okay. every single time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until somebody else speaks and then I'm gonna go I'm gonna really oh I did it just do a side one <clears throat> there we go uh, yeah <laughs> equally <great>. as excited <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm really happy to be you know starting this and and starting this journey I think it's a it makes sense right as as a Wakelet team I think that there's you know a lot that we want to share about our experiences um, not only with the platform but like working with you know so many incredible people every single day and I think it brings us closer to our community and it will bring our community closer to us as well so yeah absolutely and I, I like the word journey there and I think this is what the podcast is going to be and it's going to reflect um, is the journey that we are on as individuals and of course as a team as well um, just to do a bit of housekeeping the this podcast is going to be mostly about personal development um, and the journey that we are all on in, in developing <laughs> personally. <laughs> um, just to do a bit of housekeeping um, for what this podcast is going to be about. There's no real agenda or structure um, to the conversation. It's just going to be a chat among friends um, discussing things like personal development, um, our journeys, uh, what we want to achieve. Um, li- listeners can dip in and out. Um, discover some relatability, some some things that they might be able to um, to, to relate to. Uh, but just to, to get the ball rolling, Miss um, Bird, personal development. No, <laughs> to put you in the hot spot. Definitely in the hot spot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, p- personal development for me is all about identifying your strengths and identifying your weaknesses. Because I think as human beings, one of the best things that we can do um, is realize what we're really really good at and own that and be proud of it but also realize the areas in which we struggle as well Mm. you can't be good at absolutely everything like it's impossible and you can't have a team that's where everybody's (laughs) where everybody's absolutely good at everything or trying to be good at everything as well because there's going to be conflict there's going to be tension everyone's going to try and outdo each other so for me the biggest part i think in my personal development journey which started many 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 moons ago is <laughs> trying to make it as poetic as possible Beautiful. is um is yeah identifying the things which i know that i'm really good at mm-hmm. and then identifying the things which i'm bad at now in certain cases you can try and take your weaknesses and try and make them your strengths um but sometimes give up like that's <laughs> i know it's not usually the kind of thing that you hear because it's not very motivational but if you know i'm i know that i'm terrible at mathematics I'm not going to try and at this point, you know, at 31, I'm not going to try and get better at maths. Like it's just, Mm. it's not, it's not me. Um, Whereas, you know, there are things which I know that I rock at and I try and own those and I try and do those to the best of my ability. And I try and get a, create a dynamic where when the team needs that particular skill, which I'm good at, that they're going to call on me. So Mm. yeah, I'd say that's the first step is identify the things which you're not good at, see which ones you could maybe work on and which ones you're just going to write off. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the things which you're really good at, supercharge them, own them, be really confident in them. 
Yeah, and I think it's discovering what you're good at and what you're not so good at. But somewhere in there is the concept of passion. Uh, what, what role does passion play in your life, Sam, would you say? Ooh, the role of passion in my life. Well, I'd say for me, passion is... It's kind of, I've chosen one thing that I'm doing, really. I've mm. chosen like a creative path. And that is something that I am really passionate about. Because I think it's not good to be a jack of all trades, master of none. I think it's nice to kind of choose something that you can excel at, something that you're really passionate in, and then just go for it. Mm. And really kind of own that field. Yeah. And, you know, if people want advice on that certain thing, they'll know to come to you. I like that about it, you know, mm-hmm. choose something you're passionate about. Yeah, and you always find that when you have chosen or, or you found that thing that you're really passionate about, one, you enjoy it more and you tend to do better at it as well. Um, I've always found that, you know, if I'm not enjoying something, I'm not normally going to do very well in it because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you're passionate about something and you want to throw your absolute all into it um, and you find that passion, then um, that kind of just comes out naturally with it. Um, and it's sort of like, you know takes over if you like and then yeah. it just it just flows more naturally um and it becomes what what you are then good mm. at um because that's what you want to dedicate your time to that's what you want to get better in yeah. um and then yeah you become but what i love about that is is the concept of passion paves the way we, we speak about a journey and personal development and you can be strategic with it you can um, pursue it in a certain way but uh, the reality is uh, sometimes it's the passion that informs uh, where you go so i think that's kind of what i've gathered from what each of you had said and i think that's great mm. Um, I think Sam Sam touched on something really good as well, which is like being able to actually choose the thing that you want to excel in, like have a really direct focus. And um, honestly, like I'm not, I I don't, I can't remember if it, for some reason, the Einstein is in my head and that he quoted on what he wants to like leave behind for his, his children it could not be Einstein, by the way, but for some reason that's the way. But um, yeah, we'll go with it. But he said that he, the only thing that he wants in life is for his children to really excel in the fields that they've chosen, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I, th- I thought that was really beautiful because it's not just excel and be successful in life. It's like you've chosen something that you want to be really good at. And because you've chosen that, that means that you have to enjoy it. You have to have had passion to it, you know, mm-hmm. in the first place. And then excelling in that. I think that's, that's you know, that's one of the best things that you can do. Yeah, and that reminds me of something that Cristiano Ronaldo, the footballer, said. Uh, he was asked, I think, about his young son. Do you want your son to be a footballer like you? And he was like, yeah, sure, it would be nice. But if he isn't a footballer, I just want him to be the best at what he does. Or mm. I want him to you know, pursue being the best. I mean, I know that's really intense and it comes from a, a sporting kind of um, value system. But um, for the pursuit of being the best, is that something that resonates with you, Amy? Do you think that's... Yeah, um, I mean, I... I've always, no matter what I've done in my life, you know, I could be, and I always kind of say, I could be, you know, sweeping or sacking shelves or any anything I'm just doing, I want to put my all into it because, you know, I'm especially, you know, when you bring it back to work, you're there for a, a long time, yeah. <laughs> you know, throughout your day um, and you spend a lot of time doing that. So you want to throw your absolute all into it. Um, and, you know, whether it's being the best and, and you know, you, you're not going to always be the best at it, but at least you know that mm. you're doing everything you can um, and putting everything into it. I think that's mm. that's more important, like the yeah. effort that you put into something um, and always, you know, at least trying. And I like Ms. Miller was saying about, you know, finding things that you might not be good at, <clears throat> you know, even if you get to the point where, okay, this, this isn't for me, mm-hmm. this isn't really you know where where i shine um it's putting enough time and energy into it beforehand to at least give it a shot i think mm. and, and and make sure that you've you know 
um, really put your effort into trying it. So even if mm. it's not being the best, putting put the yeah. effort in. I mean, I guess it kind of reflects the value of, of setting goals for yourself. Um, you know, I mean, I think for myself, I set loose goals. I, I know I've always kind of been encouraged to set five-year goals or 10-year goals. And, you know, as, as I get older, I feel like that's a little bit more um, beneficial to me. But back when I was originally instructed to do that, I was like, that's way too intense. But mm-hmm. um, I think like long-term goals, obviously, is, is something a little bit more serious. But even daily goals, weekly goals, if it's in a working environment or a working context, uh, or it could be applicable to any area of your life, if it's social, social um, environments, uh, family environments. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> so got wrapped up in a wire there. <laughs> Threw me off, caught me off guard. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the value of setting goals, uh, Misbah, um, do you set goals? Do you see the point in it? Is it does it add too much structure? What's your uh, thought on it? So I, I don't lead a very structured, regimented life. Like I kind of wish that I, I did, but to some degrees I quite like a chaotic life, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, I don't plan ahead a lot, you know, much to the, you know, uh, disappointment of my friends and my family and my loved ones. <laughs> I, I don't. I rarely make plans ahead. I just, you know, I'll, I'll do things at, you know, at the spur of the moment. Mm. Um, when it comes to like achievements that I, I set in my life, though, they're they're very vague, but they're ambitious. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it works for me. I don't know if it works for anybody else. To be honest with you, that's just the way that I am. Um, but back to what you were saying about like, you know, being the best at something. I, I think it's it's good it's good to have that in in your head as a motivating factor, but you can you can take it too far, mm. and you know what? Quite often when we look at people who have really become the best, whether it's in sport or music or you know uh, literature, whatever it might be, they're very um, complex individuals because they've decided to only literally only you know tunnel vision focus on that one thing so i was watching the um the netflix documentary the last dance about um, michael jordan the chicago bulls like in the in the 90s mm. i know we keep coming back to sports which i rarely do but it, it makes sense here um and you know you could see michael jordan's work ethic to be the best basketball player of all time now to do that you have to sacrifice being a nice person you have to sacrifice spending time with your family you have to sacrifice you know doing things for civil rights which you know if you compare him to like muhammad ali or something it's a stark contrast yeah. and i think at the end of it when it's all said and done yes you're the best basketball player of all time but the only thing that you've had to offer the world really is is basketball. Yeah. You know what, is, what I mean? What is the cost? Yeah, at what cost? So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I prefer, when it comes to setting goals and things, I prefer to keep them ambitious, but vague enough for there to be wriggle room. Mm-hmm. Because if you set yourself a really determined goal and you don't meet it, you're kind of setting, setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment there, which can mess with you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. as long as you know where you're headed in life, how you get there is half of the fun. You don't have to plan it 100%. out. And I think, again, it taps into the, the journey element. Um, of what we're speaking about, it's not the it's not the destination; it's it's the journey. Um, so we've mentioned characters like Michael Jordan, Cristiano Ronaldo, Albert Einstein. You know the greats <laughs> <laughs> in their various fields. Um, with with heroes or role models, is there anyone Sam that you look at and think, whether it's in the in the um, the market or in the skill set of of graphic design or or the tech industry, or if it's someone completely detached from that area, is there anyone that you look at and think, what well, that's I would like to to you know, achieve something or some component of what they've achieved in my personal life? Is that something that you do proactively? Um, in terms of someone I look up to career-wise, um, I'd definitely say, like, Johnny Ive, um, the designer who kind of designed the iPod, like, all pretty much all Apple products <laughs> that we yeah. know and love. Mm. Um, just because even though it's not graphic design, 
it's still the same discipline and it's just amazing to see someone who kind of went in and like created so many iconic things not because you know oh well imagine being the best or being the most famous designer but knowing how many people love those products yeah like I really admire Johnny Ive because he he did like create so many experiences for people that like it's touched so many people on the mm. on the world so <laughs> would you say that's something that drives you is is the impact that your work has <clears throat> yeah on people? um i actually watched a tv show halston on netflix another netflix channel <laughs> um recently and there was a quote on it which i really really liked and it was in terms of design it said um stop thinking about how you want it to look and start thinking about how you want people to feel when they see it mm. and i think that's a really nice one to remember because mm. we can get so carried away in the end product of what we're trying to do and we can almost kind of tunnel vision ourselves and create something that no one actually wants mm. yeah it's important to kind of have a goal like what do we want to achieve with it and then be flexible with what the actual final output's going to be yeah um, I, I remember i studied film studies um for my undergrad and that was exactly what they encouraged people or filmmakers to do is think about how the audience feels when they watch your work um mm -hmm. so it's great that I mean, it's so applicable to, you know, any any work that you do, especially in the tech industry. I feel it's all about what um, the audience or what the people that are using your product feel uh, when they're actually going through that process. Um, to Just to jump back again to the role model hero uh, question, Amy, is that is that relevant to you? Do you, I mean, there individuals that you look up to? I mean, there are, there are people that I admire and I, I like sort of work and things like that, but for me, a little bit like you were saying, Ms. Burr, about, you know, not having these very specific goals and things like that. It's just kind of a an idea, uh, uh, like an ideology of what my mm. life will be. Like, without sounding like too <laughs> mushy or anything like that, you know, my my mum and dad, you know, they're, they're yeah. hard workers. They have, um, they've been able to support the family, um, you know, never gone, gone without. And, you know, for me to be able to create that myself, that's... That's really like you know what I'd want to to create. It's not you know a massive. I don't want ten thousand mansions or anything like that. Mm. I mean, I don't think anyone has ten thousand mansions. That's, that's lot, quite a that's few. That's a lot of mansions. <laughs> so that's, that's like a, a global property company. That's just know? like too many. <laughs> that's an empire. Yeah. Even I think I was going to say ten, but you know, it's not anything to. Of course, I want to um, love what I do, and I want to be good at it, and I want to. You know, I don't think anyone doesn't want to be, you know, <coughs> successful, but it's what you kind of mark that success is, um, success as. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't say one person that, you know, I look up to or anything like that, but that sort of ideology of, of yeah. being able to support myself, my family, um, and, and work hard for that. That's, that's I think really I... Oh, no, I was just going to say, because it reminded me of, um, you know, what people were saying when, when we were talking about passion and things like that as well. Um, I can't remember who said it, <laughs> but, um, you know, someone said that, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work again, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. that and that's what I want out of what I do. You know, if I can go to work every day, if I can um, be doing something that I, I really enjoy, that's mm. that's success in my eyes. Great. Yeah, I really like the, the ideology um, drive that you have. I think it, I, I think I relate to it a lot and it's more principle or values and ideology that drives me forward in terms of what I want to achieve. Um, personally, um, you know, you can break it down into all these goals and achievements, but it's achieving a certain set of principles um, that I can be proud of and reflects, you know, the background that I'm proud of and where I come from. Um, yeah. 
think I like I like the idea ideology uh, element of that. Um, just to throw a bit of a curveball in, and I'm kind of bringing this up because of the really nice smell of toast that's seeping uh, from the I, kitchen. I noticed this, it's like a cinnamony type toast. It's quite really intoxicating. Yeah. Bagels. Yeah, bagels. We're, we're currently sitting in the Wakel office here, as I said, in <clears throat> Manchester in the UK, and for some reason there's a consistent smell of toast. Mm. Going not, around bur- the not burnt toast, though, because no. that would be a medical emergency. Yeah. Perfectly cooked yeah. toast. Perfectly wow. cooked toast. Yeah. Rumour has it that that's the smell of a ghost. Oh, really? Yeah. Of a ghost. A ghost. A ghost smells like burnt toast. Yeah. The, go- the toast ghost. <laughs> the toast ghost. I've never wanted ghosts around me so much. <laughs> um, the curveball being prompted by that is, Ms. I'm very interested to know, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? What did I eat for breakfast this morning? Come on. It's, it's turned into a, like a bit of a meme. I ate a bowl of Cheerios. So what, I, what I'd usually do is I'd have a, uh, a bowl of Cheerios and I'll have a... Um, like a uh, an egg mayonnaise, or as the Americans say, egg salad uh, sandwich. <laughs> um, but I've cut out the the egg mayonnaise sandwich because I just think it's 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 an unnecessary amount of calories to have in you know in the morning. So I had that and a, a cup of decaf coffee. Mm. Yeah, it's it that delicious. Of, it sounds great. Egg mayonnaise. I've I've never heard of anyone eating that. But it's a it's a yeah. I mean people well. pe- people don't think that it's a morning like a morning food, but it is. It's okay. you know. And okay. I'm a mayo lover, as we all know. We but know that. I don't. I think I'm an after twelve o'clock. You have a uh, you have a, <laughs> a, a stash of mayo sachets, don't you? I do. Yeah. That's a secret. Probably in your pocket. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows now. It's like yeah. if you get nervous, you just like. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a shot. Yeah. No, um, no, I do have my handbag mayonnaise. <laughs> for emergencies. You say handbag so mayonnaise? Not Is that a handbag of mayonnaise? <laughs> no, it's just some sachets in my handbag uh, in case yeah, you know yeah. in case i've got a dry sandwich or yeah. it's emergency mayonnaise yeah it's emergency mayonnaise yeah. a day mayonnaise yeah i like it yeah. uh sam you're gonna say something i was just gonna say i'm not judging you misbe because people would think nothing of having like a fried egg on toast for breakfast exactly. you've just got that and you've gone like that yeah precisely it makes sense yeah. to without, me. without getting too enveloped in the topic of breakfast while i w- <laughs> I want to ask about morning routines. I feel like that's a very structured lifestyle, positive um, approach to starting your day. But is there legitimacy in it, Amy? Do you feel like, do you have a morning routine? I do. It doesn't always go to plan. (laughs) 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 I rely on (laughs) public transport and things like that. So it doesn't always go to plan. But I definitely think having that structure in the morning does set you up for a good day you know Mm. I know when you know if you're flustered or something's late or you know you haven't had time to do so and so or or, you know something's throwing you off that routine you feel the effects of that throughout the day so you know when you do start your day the right way and I'm doing quotation marks marks because there's no right way but your way if I I should say so yeah, you can feel the benefits of, of mm. doing that setup. Mine isn't too, you know, mine isn't too fancy. <laughs> Get up, shower, <laughs> head out the door. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's 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 not too fancy. Mm. So I won't delve too deep into mine. But yeah, I mean, anyone I think else have any weird, wonderful things that I do in the morning? <laughs> I after you, and then I'll, I'll tell well, a little story. I mean, I, I don't know how, how it's pretty pretty vanilla, I would say, but. <laughs> I think, <laughs> as, as opposed to, you know, the, the, intense, <laughs> the intense start to the day that Amy has. Um, uh, I, I kind of value time in the morning. And I think this is something that I discovered quite recently, weirdly enough, uh, during lockdown, in fact, because obviously th- my start to the day was continuing from where I was sleeping. Um, I wanted to kind of diversify a little bit, <laughs> just do something a bit different. But anyway, it's kind of getting up earlier, giving myself some time, 
um, having a really nice cup of coffee and watching watching TV, mm. watching daytime TV like Frasier or Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm. I think mm. that's like a really comforting start to the day. Mm. But besides that, yeah, it's just like a, a, a peaceful start to the day that's cozy. Cozy, yeah. yeah. Give yourself the time, and I think there's value in that. That's that's the opposite of I've got, I've got a very very disturbing relationship with sleep. I always have. Like my relationship with sleep is very odd. I never I never quite feel rested when I wake up in the morning. Even if I even like, and that's what leads me to try and like milk every second that I can out of sleep, even if it's like an extra two minutes or so. Yeah. But like there there'll be times literally where. Uh, I'll wake up and I'll realize, ah, I need to get to the office, I'm late for work, whatever. So I'll go about my morning routine, I'll pack my bag and everything, and I'll, 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 uh, I'll go to the bathroom and I'll be brushing my teeth. And then as I'm brushing my teeth, I'll notice that there's something odd in, in the bathroom, that this is not, like, actually, this isn't my bathroom, what's going on? And then I'll have a sudden realization that I'm, I'm, I'm still asleep and that I was dreaming the whole thing. Wow. And I'll wake up and yeah. I'll be like, oh my God, you know? It's when you have those mundane dreams and you already yes. think you've started the day. Yes, exactly. Not fun. Yeah, and and that that my my sleep is plagued by uh, strange strange things like <laughs> that. Strange sleep paralysis. Not necessarily nightmares. No, okay. no. Um, but it's so much to the point where I actually can remember when I've had a good sleep. Like mm. I can remember times in my life where oh my god, I've woken up and I had such a great sleep. Mm. But I don't I don't feel very rested. My 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 morning routine is a is a sloppy mess. If I'm honest, <laughs> it sounds with you. like you could do some work on it. <laughs> I, I I could I could if I you know I I try to but. Um, yeah, it's been like that for many, many years now, so I don't see it changing. Do you think? Do you think like proactively making changes or trying to improve it would help, or is it you know it, it's it's a beast of its own? There's no point trying to tame it. I I don't know. I think at this point it's probably like a physiological thing. <laughs> like, like I just I I don't get me wrong. Like like I can I can go to sleep and I can have the most craziest, most vivid, dramatic dreams ever. So that by the time I wake up. It's been like an epic apocalyptic movie throughout the whole night. And when I wake up, I'm more tired. I'm exhausted from just having to process, like thinking and visualizing the stuff which are happening in my dreams. Mm. So by the time I wake up, I'm like, well, that was a waste. So I, I've, I, I very rarely have just like deep twilight sleep, you know? Mm. So by the time I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, I just, just let's just get, get in the car and let's just get, get to work. Start the day. Get the show on the road. But you yeah. do then know how to, you wake up knowing how to survive an apocalypse. <laughs> Zombie yeah. takeover. Very rarely, no. I, I, I always end up... Uh, perishing in the apartment. <laughs> That's how I wake up. That does sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sam, uh, I hope your, your sleep experiences are less traumatic, but... Uh, <laughs> I have my first share of nightmares, I've got to say, but in terms of a morning routine, I don't really have... You know, you hear all these things, it's like, I wake up and I have a cold shower and then I make my bed and then I like do 15 press ups. Like, yeah. it's not like that. American for me. psycho style. Yeah, yeah, I literally, I don't think, I think you've got to be kind to yourself. Like you were saying, Michael, like watch a nice TV show, have a coffee, like chill out, enjoy it. Mm. Personally, I get up and scroll on my phone. I know it's a bad habit, but that's the way it is. And I'll stay in bed for a little bit too long, look at the time and go, oh no. <laughs> and then have like a mad rush to get ready. But then that usually helps me kind of wake up and get ready for the day because I then end up speed walking to work, listening to some like pumped up music, getting yeah, me ready nice. for the day. Yeah. And then I walk into the office only slightly flustered, mm. but ready to like hop straight in. Yeah. Mm. And that works for me. Sounds so. great, Sam. Love it. <laughs> and I, I do think it's, the, it's the, the extra few minutes in bed that are the most blissful moments of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also uh, the music that you choose. 
Yeah, let's talk about music. Or the podcast you choose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I love a podcast in the morning as well. Do you listen? Do you listen? Okay, well, if you're listening to music, do you listen to music while you work? Is it like pumped up music to kind of achieve your goals? Yeah, it's a mix, really. It depends what kind of task I'm doing. If it's something I've got really like, you know, just crack on do, it's earphones in, it's Kings Leon, like, and like just going for it. Then sometimes I do have a chill. Yeah, <laughs> I chill playing everyone has playlist. a chill yeah. playlist. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, emails. Yeah. <laughs> and, lo-fi and beats. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it definitely depends on on the mood and what I need to you know get done. So it's whether you have to go 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 or you can. That was a massive curveball. Massive. Yeah, massive. Uh, are you referring to the, to the breakfast? Yeah. Look at what it, look at what it started. <laughs> I'm, I'm exhausted. Opened up a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> confessing my night terrors <laughs> <laughs> to a global Sleep audience. Paralysis. Yeah. That's an image. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, to, to reel it in a little bit. Uh, well, not really. I have an interesting game that a friend of mine once showed me. Um, I, w- I want to volunteer for this. Is there anybody that would like to volunteer? I mean, it's a lot more tame than I'm kind of if, suggesting it is. If there's a game that, that you want someone to volunteer for, there's never going to be a situation where I'm not going to volunteer for <laughs> Okay, mm. well, that's exactly what I need. So this is a bit bizarre, um, and it is, well, I'll just go straight in, I guess. What is your favorite animal? Ah... Uh. Okay, so look, most people are gonna go. For like, I'm so scared. I know. I was like, I was like, what's this gonna mean? I was expecting, like, I was bracing myself for like I, I was some as well, deep, to be honest. I felt like uh, I was building existential a lot of question. Yeah, but no. What's your favorite animal? But it kind of leads to an existential. Okay, question. so um, I think that, like, although I'm gravitating towards things like uh, like tigers and you know, no, like, go, no. The first thing things. that comes to your head, like, and be be bold or be flex it up a little bit. You know, like if you're gonna say, yeah, I, my favorite animal is a wolf because. Wolves are cool. All right, so I'll, I'll do this, okay? My favorite animal is a duck-billed platypus because it goes against nature, it goes against logic, it goes against everything, okay? It's a mammal that lays eggs. It's got fur, but it also has webbed feet. It has a tail that is poisonous. Wow. It, it, it's a bizarre animal. It is a, uh, you know, a, a very versatile animal, which that's is why I try and relate to it a little bit. That's, that's Not that I have a poisonous tail, but just... Well, that's very interesting. I that do have webbed feet. Legs. Okay, well, I mean, that's, <laughs> speaking of curveballs, but the, the second part to that question is, what's your second favorite animal? Um, I like snails, yeah. Snails are cool. I like how docile they are and, you know, very patient. I think snails, <laughs> I think snails, no, I think that, you know, if you, if you try and look at a snail crossing from here to here, the amount of patience that requires, I mean, you know, and, and patience with, with like the, the, you know, the very direct threat that you could just get crushed and stumped on at any time because you've got a very fragile shell. Oh yeah. I don't, this. Think, I don't think they're aware of that though. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah okay. I always yeah. help snails across when I. You know, to pick them up and then they, uh, they recoil. I'm a snail mover, yeah. Oh, oh really? Mm. I've got a question about snails. Do you think they're going fast in their minds? Like, they're slow to us because mm. we're bigger than them. But on their level, are they like, Whew! I just think they're going as fast as they know they can go. Yeah, I think so <laughs> I don't, too. I don't know how much awareness of speed they have. No, not. I'm not a snail expert. They could be all-seeing, <laughs> all-knowing. I do not know. That'll be next episode. I'm, I'm really interested in hearing where this <laughs> yes, is going. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's interesting. That the reasonings behind the animals is, is well, yeah, we'll see what you think of it. But um, the, the exercise is your favorite animal is how you want people to see you, how you want people to perceive you. 
And your second favorite animal is how people actually see I it. see what you did there. You've, you've landed me right in it, right? So. <laughs> I was hoping that you wouldn't press me to continue. <laughs> I like to see myself as a, uh, like a, a an exotic, versatile thing. But the reality is that when people look at me, they think, look how slow that guy's going. It is fragile <laughs> shell. Yeah, come on, hurry up. I am so oh, sorry. You need, you need some help. I'm going to move you across. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you tricked me. You tricked me. I, 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 tricked you. Think, I didn't though, expect I that. I, I don't think you're you're slow or anything like that. <laughs> the only thing you take from that, but you are quite laid back. Mm. Like yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're easy to speak to. You're, you know, you're not one to, to panic in situations and things like that. You stay very calm and collected. Yeah. And you're the person to go to if we're like, oh my gosh, we've got to get this done, and like, it's okay. It's a this. great save, right? You know, what you did, right? that's a good save. I know. I felt <laughs> but it's sad. True. It, is felt, true. Felt yeah, happy. it is true. So <laughs> I, I see the snail in you. Okay, mm. good. I see the. I see the snail, snail in me as well. Yeah. And I think you're one of a kind, like the platypus. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that was, that's actually. I'm definitely going to be doing that because it's a really good way to like raise somebody up and then. You know, and to be fair, drop I them down to reality. Them down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> bring them back them down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, most people say, "Oh, my favorite is a tiger or a lion." My second favorite is an elephant, just like you know the go-to animals. And mm. I think I think it speaks a lot of, you know, well where where your mind goes to very abstract animals, which yeah. is great. I yeah. think it's cool. Very creative. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt, talk about manifestation. That's yeah, the podcast yeah. rule, isn't it? Um, but no, I'm, I'm being serious. Let's talk about manifestation. Yeah, let's get deep. <laughs> um, do you think there's any value in it, Sam? It's like visualizing what you want to achieve, and does that have a direct impact on actually achieving it? Yeah, to certain levels. I mean, I think sitting there and like going over it in your head over and over again probably isn't healthy. Yeah. But, you know, having, like we said, some goals and then thinking, not like, oh, I'm going to try and get this, but like, I will be there. Like, I will be there at this time. Or, you know, I am going to be this. You definitely are speaking it into, like, truth. Because even though you can't, like, make it happen just by saying it, you can definitely put yourself in the mind frame of the winner. Yeah. You can kind of say, like, I actually am capable of this. Where a lot of people, the biggest block is the doubt. And by manifesting it and saying it, you're just killing the doubt at its root, mm. yeah, which I think is Positive important. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Amy, thoughts? Do you think yeah, you agree? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think um, as well, if, if you can kind of like, it's almost that seeing is believing. And even though you're not completely seeing it, if you, you're manifesting it and you're, you know, um, seeing yourself in that position, I think it's a great motivator um, and seeing and imagining how you'd feel in that position. Mm-hmm. And it would push you to do further. Um, but yeah, I kind of would go back to, to sort of what, how I see my life being. And again, I don't have too you know, clear a picture of that. Um, but it's a nice, nice thing to head towards yeah. anyway. This is positive thinking. Mm. It's always going always gonna to have a good impact. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit conflicted, honestly, on the manifestation thing. Because like, when you see like, that there's, there are many celebrities and people who've like, achieved massive amounts of success... And I think it was like Jim Carrey, for example, where like be, before he was even an actor, he wrote like a check for like $1 million or something 
to Jim Carrey for acting services and he like kept it with him wherever he was. And then for one of his movies in the nineties, he received a check for $1 million. And he's like, you know, he, he, you know, wrote that down and like manifested it, let's say. But for every person who does that, there's like millions of people around the world who are just stuck doing what they're doing and who are still reading lots of self-help books about manifestation, reading Mm -hmm. the secret and things like that. And they stay where they are. And it's a strange phenomena where people can actually become quite addicted to self-improvement without actually ever self-improving. You know, they can become addicted to consuming self-improvement literature without ever actually making an effect on themselves. Um, On the other side, I think it's great to think positively and to to always assume the best. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, you know, prepare for the worst, but always assume the best. Always think that the best thing is gonna happen and that if something bad does happen, uh, you know, okay, like I guess this is happening right now. Let's, let's deal with it. And funnily enough, like the things that you as an individual worry about the most, like I guarantee you that like all three of you here right now have worried about things endlessly for so many times during your lives. And I guarantee you that like not one of those things ever came true and manifested, Mm. you know? So I think it's just about trying to like decrease the amount of things that you worry about in your life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the universe tends to unfold in the way that it should. And, a lot of the time what these like self-help books and these ideas of manifestation and that kind of thing are missing is work ethic. The idea that like, if you have a goal and work towards it, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be the best thing that you can do. And that's tried and tested over, you know, our existence as humans. If you work hard at something, you're going to get it. So. Yeah. I think it's that, um, putting the, the, the action to it as well. Mm. So I think with, um, manifestation you can think about what you want and you can see what you want um but you have to act on that to to get what you want and you have to um i said about work ethic and things like that you do have to put the work in you do have to it's not going to just appear Mm -hmm. um so you can't get to to caught up in the in the idea in the picture of that you have to actually work towards it as well and put those put yeah put the work in to actually get what you want as well the one thing that like, I, I remember the very moment when I realized that the biggest difference in life is literally like hard work was I was working in North Africa and um, at the time everybody was like hating on like Justin Bieber and One Direction. It was cool. This was like before they were cool, you know, um, they were cool to a lot of people, but not cool to like adults. Um, and I remember like there, there was they, they didn't have Internet access where I was. And, um, you know, if you wanted to like have some entertainment, you'd go to like a shop and they'd have some like sorry, but you know, different jurisdiction, private, like uh, pirated like DVDs. And there was nothing on there. There was nothing that I could find in the shop other than the One Direction documentary, which was from like 2012 or something. So I was like, do you know what? Okay, fine. It's the only thing available. So I watched it <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like One Direction group of kids. They're like get Molly Coddle all the time. They like miming on stage, the blah, blah, blah. You know, they don't deserve their success. And then when I watched the documentary and I realized that they're like up at like, 5 a.m. that they're touring for like 300 days out of the year from country to country having to get up on stage every single day and dance and sing and then go back to the the hotel and then immediately get a flight here and I was like my god I've never worked like a day in my life as hard as they are working right now Mm -hmm. it's like who am I to judge you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think that that on that day that I realized like yeah like all these success stories they they come from hard work there's no cheat code for it there's no amount of realization or manifestation that you can, uh, you can, you know, do that. That was substitute really, really hard work. There's another thing as well that you kind of touched on. It's almost like a jealousy when mm. you see people with success. I know I've certainly felt it like in the past, you know, you'll see someone doing really well and you think, 
oh, why are they getting that? Because I work hard as well. But like you're saying, you don't know how hard they work. And if you're being honest with yourself, you might not work as hard as them. Yep. That's yep. I've been there, <laughs> I feel <laughs> it. But it's one thing that someone said to me, um, which I really, like, it really stuck with me and it changed the way I felt was... Um, when you stop judging others, you'll feel the judgment lifted from yourself. Mm. And like, once I started thinking like that, I stopped looking at other people being like, oh, why have they got that? Why have yeah, I got that? Why have that? Yeah. Instead, I just started focusing on my own thing. And honestly, I did a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Because you can build barriers, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah we're, we're, we're really bad at comparing ourselves to other people. You know, we're, we're, we all do it <laughs> on social media or, yeah. or whatever we're doing that on, but we don't, we don't know how they got there. We don't know. And we can't change anything that they're doing. We can only change what we're doing. We can only change our own behaviours. So, yeah, it's, I suppose putting the focus back on yourself and and doing what you need to do to get to where you need to be rather than, yeah. okay, they've got that. How how did they get that? You know, maybe look at how you can get that. Comparison is the enemy of joy. <laughs> I think that is the perfect place to end the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so much wisdom, real mic drop moment. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think we shared a lot of thoughts and were open and honest and a lot of food for thought. And I think a really good foundation to build upon uh, as this podcast series continues. Um, so to all the listeners, thank you very much um, for tuning in. Plenty more interesting conversations to come, I'm sure, on the Wakelet Soundwaves podcast. Um, share your personal development ideas, tips um, with us and whatever questions that you might have. Or if you have any thoughts or topics uh, that you would like us to discuss on this pad- podcast, feel free to share them with us on social media. And also, also just a quick shout out to anybody watching this as well. Um, if you have any tips on how to like get a nice night's sleep, like I'm not asking for like a, you know, I'm not asking for like Please a beautiful, peaceful, just <laughs> help. Yeah, yeah, just you know, just leave them in the comments below, Absolutely. and I'm gonna try each one out every single night and see which one works. And uh, you know, if one does work, throw your t-shirt, send your t-shirt, send you some wake up swag. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Uh, yeah, the beginning of a very exciting journey. Um, so th- th- this podcast is available on all podcast channels um, for those of you who perhaps are commuting to work and, and are looking to listen. But if you'd like to have a behind the scenes peek and, and see the video recording of this, uh, it will be available on, on the Wakelet YouTube channel, uh, as well every other podcast that we're going to be filming uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, really excited. Uh, but yeah, special thanks to my good friends, Mizpah, Sam and Amy for joining me. Thank you so um, much. And, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> See ya. <laughs>